0: I'm Taylor Duden. Welcome to Baking Bread, the podcast where we pull up a chair, good food and drink in hand, and chat about connecting with ourselves and others. Welcome to my home. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Baking Bread. Uh, today, we have an extra sweet episode and a very special guest that I'm super excited about. So today, we're going to be eating ice cream, we're going to be talking about ice cream, and we're going to be exploring what it can teach us about mental health with the very queen of ice cream herself, Jenny Brittenbauer of Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams. Hi, Jenny. Hi. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, <laughs> you know? barreling through. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm happy it's Friday. I'm on my about third cup of coffee today, so we're doing good. And I have ice same. cream in hand, so I'm good.
1: Yes, yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> do you have your tub of uh, or you, you like to eat
1: out of cones, right? I do, but um, I'm just eating out of the tub right now because it's like halfway. I've already eaten it. it's I've already eaten half of it and so this yep. is counting as my lunch
0: yes i'm in the very same boat and i've actually added some of your sprinkles in there today for a little extra crunch so oh fun Sunbow yes or moonbow um i i think uh moonbow that's the blue oh, one right yes moonbow yes i love those sprinkles those are really good
1: yes they're um okay so a woman that i know in georgia in atlanta she her name is susie she owns a company uh called the beautiful briny Sea, and all she does is mix dry edible things so wow. sprinkles, all different sorts and colors. You can go down there and like make your own sort of sprinkles. Like Amy Sedaris uses her company to blend a sprinkles thing that she did one time or she does. Um, but you can blend spice blends, like anything you want. And I just love her so much. And I love that that's her job. And like, you can just blend sprinkles.
0: That's like you can blend so cool or whatever. Yes. I love that. I was kind of exploring because all of the sprinkles in there too, there's different sizes and some of them are almost like metallic and more opaque and... So yeah,
1: that's... it's funny too, because when you're, this is so, I mean, it's so happy, but like when you're, when you're, um, blending sprinkles, it is a lot like when you blend paint, whereas like, you know, you kind of want everything in there. Cause you're like, Oh wow, look at that. And this is a great one. And then all of a sudden you have gray It all just kind of just like, you know, it just looks kind of muddy. Mm-hmm. And so you actually have to be really thoughtful about what you put together when you blend sprinkles. It's such a fun thing. If you ever get a chance to, I don't know, just go blend sprinkles. It is a really fun and happy activity.
0: Yes. I love that. I'm going to explore now, Can you repeat her name one more time? Her name is, um,
1: I, I think it's I think Susie, but anyway, the, okay. the, the, it's beautiful. Briny C okay. is the company and they're in Atlanta and she's just awesome. She blends those for cool. us and she's super happy and high energy. Like a lot of us
0: entrepreneurs. I was just going to say, just like you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's funny hearing you describe that because when I was thinking about how to introduce you, I absolutely think of you as, as a scientist. Like you've introduced a way of thinking about food and combining food and ingredients that, that I'd never even thought of before. And you're an entrepreneur and you're a storyteller. And I just think seeing that all come together and how you talk about ice cream and present it to the world is really incredible.
1: Well, you know, I think that um, there's just so many, there's so many different ways of looking at everything and thinking and whatever. I have a friend, his name is Scott Bolton. He was the lead. Well, he was the lead on the Juno project, which is, which is the, the NASA Jupiter mission. Okay. And he thinks like an artist and he and I talk a lot about, because I'm like an ice cream maker who studied art, but ended up thinking like a scientist. And you know, it's just that our brains are so incredible and it, and they're so connected to our emotions And even, like, there's, like, a spiritualness inside of us that, like, I think is just innate in humans. And it's all connected. And we come from a place right now or we're in a time right now where it feels like everybody wants to divide all of that out and compartmentalize it all.
0: And Mm. I think what it
1: does is it separates us somehow from each other and from that, like, how we feel when we're together. Anyway, weirdly, ice cream sort of almost is a – it defines that for me. Like, it's almost like it's like, you know, I use my entire – emotional and mental and spiritual spectrum when I make ice cream.
0: I love that. And, and it, the neat thing is, is as the consumer, you can see that in the product that you create as well. Is it To me, it does feel like you can feel the feelings that you're putting into it or the creativity that you're putting into it when you walk into Jenny's, but you also... I've been trying to make ice cream at home and it is not boding well for me and so you can you know that you like put so much of that scientific brain into it too because your ice cream has that very special texture to it too
1: yeah it's um it's something that i think is the great challenge of ice cream is like is there this i mean you know, i like to i start with questions and then i don't stop until i answer them and sometimes you keep ans- asking these questions and you keep getting closer to the answers until you look around and you're like the only one that can answer the question now, which is where I'm at with ice cream texture. But like, um, you know, I really challenged the question I asked was, can ice cream be different in the 21st century than it was in the 20th century? Mm. And the answer is it definitely can. I mean, it takes a lot to do that. But in the 20th century, we created ice cream recipes, which is still the recipe that many, many people follow, many companies follow now um, that would... Um, survived transit survived the really bad freezers we had all the way through the early 2000s many people had freezers that didn't reach zero most people even and Mm.
0: um,
1: and so ice cream had to be different and so what can we do now and then of course there's also ingredients we have um we hopefully can build a company that because of communication because of logistics um that can be closer to our makers growers producers which is exactly what we're doing but then when you do that you can't it's just a whole different process i mean every ice cream has to be a completely different recipe and That's such Mm. a thing. But anyway, this is the great challenge of ice cream, which is what keeps me, I think, really in it. It isn't just one thing. I mean, if it was only science, I would only be in it, you know, part of my body and myself. If it was only art, I would, that would be a sort of fun thing for a while too. But it's, and if it was only human connection and that beautiful relationships that we get to have with people, that would be one thing too. But it really is all of those things. I think that's why I'm so motivated every day after 25 years. (laughs) to to keep doing this. And also why I when I talk to young people, I want people to understand when you're choosing what you want to do for your life. And by the way, you can pivot and change that anytime you want to. But choose something that really motivates you. And it isn't like I was like, oh, ice cream motivates me. It was these earlier things that I was just talking about that motivate me. I'm motivated by being in person with people. I'm motivated by a challenge. I'm motivated by um, creating something. And ice cream just happened to check all those boxes for me. And so then I found out about ice cream. Then I found out about how crazy hard it is. Then I found out about how much <laughs> you can tell stories through it. And then I found, and then it was just, my passion
0: continues to grow. Mm, mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that too, because I think sometimes people can see people like yourself and, and other people that we admire who have really created something special. And to your point, are living into all of their values and interests. But when you're at the beginning of that journey, it can feel like, oh my gosh, like I bet Jenny just woke up and always knew that she loved ice cream, but that's not necessarily like we're. it's a journey and it's a process that we go on. So I appreciate you kind of sharing how you were able to dig in and think like, what are the things that I most value? What resonates with me? What, what is my life purpose? And then figuring out how the, all those pieces fit together that it wasn't just, you know, one day you woke up and you knew for sure.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, you know, our sometimes our hardships can become our greatest um, superpower. I mean, one of the things that I'm kind of grateful for is that I didn't have grandparents and aunts and uncles and parents and neighbors and counselors and educators telling me that I had to go to college, telling me that I had to get a degree, telling me that I had to become a, uh, uh, an attorney before I could be an entrepreneur, or telling <laughs> me I had to stay on the straight and narrow, do the things that everybody else does. I didn't have anybody saying that to me. And at the time, it seemed like a great disadvantage because my family had fallen apart. And I was just out doing what I wanted to do, and that actually is the greatest thing you can do because you will fight harder. You will literally get an otherworldly passion. Your body is stronger when you love what you're doing, and you see you see, have this higher purpose. Um, and mm. you can only find that by actually pursuing the things that you want to pursue. You know what I mean? So it mm-hmm. ends up being this like really lucky strike of mine that like you know, my parents weren't expecting me to support them when I got older or to represent them. You know how parents do. They like think that, yes. you know, if their kid's going to become an attorney, that makes them look good. Even though yep. the, the, the poor young person is just, you know, stuck in this career. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know some attorneys who, like, that is their calling. My, my nephew, actually, I hope he becomes an attorney because it's just, he's so good at like defending people and doing things. I mean, you know, so for some people that is a calling and that's awesome. Right. But, but it's it's like it's more like people who are driven by um, what it looks like to be in quote successful versus what it feels like to be successful. Because when I've been successful for a really long time, even when I was making minimum wage, I, I was very successful because I was happy. You know,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, I had
1: a lot of challenges, but I would knew I was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And I made yep. minimum wage, by the way, most of my life. <laughs> so <laughs> I still drive used cars. So, you know what I mean? You can see Jenny's with, you know, our 50 stores. We're going on 50 stores and like just the incredible, I think, presence we have in America now, but it's, you know, it's not like entrepreneurship is not like, it's not like, you know, Bill Gates over here. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. You have I to think, be driven uh, by something bigger than that because, you know, the money's not, not a, it's not money. It can't be.
0: I like that. Yeah. No, I think, uh, and there's a lot of research around. Um, utilizing people's strengths in the workplace like how valuable it is to find people in a role where they actually feel like they're using their strengths or that they actually know what they are just because people are so much happier and when they're happier they're more productive and and I feel like a why would a business not want to invest in that but also why would we not want to invest in that for ourselves but I don't know how often we step back and think about that I know I've had to fight myself on that a little bit of like Do I feel like I need a certain title or or a certain thing to feel proud about myself or because of other people's values or because of my own? Yeah, I I think think we still have a
1: lot of work to do on that front. I think business, I think our America, actually, um, honestly, I think it's, (laughs) um, I think we're sort of based around these like ideas around Stoicism and Christianity, Um, Mm. Christianity also based on some of those ideas of Stoicism, that like idea that like you can become just, you can be... Um, you can't control what other people do to you, but you can control how you react to it. Um, I think that puts a lot of pressure on us to like, so now in in organizations, it's like, yeah, we're going to accept this person how they are. I feel this way all the time, even in my own organization. But are you really, are you really willing to (laughs) say like, look, that's going to be her, um, weakness over there. Like sometimes she's a hurricane, but whatever. But when she's on, she's really on and that's great. Or are you going to be like always trying to solve the hurricane and forgetting about the other part? You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. Are we actually willing to build a fellowship where every one of us in a company is very different? And the way that we interact with each other is very different. And sometimes it can be difficult because if you were raised in that, and most people are, that stoicism, don't go be emotional, you know, um, uh, you know, base your behavior on what someone else does. Instead of basing mm-hmm. it on what you believe and what you are learning um, and reflecting about yourself. You know what I mean? I think that, that companies still have a long way to go. I think they can say this, but when you really dig in, what they're still trying to do is make people, is find ways to accept it as long as you're within a certain kind of boundary. I mean, obviously what we're talking about is we're going to be kind and we're going to be accepting other people and we're going to be all this stuff, but sometimes we're going to be like passionate. We're going to be all this stuff. Um, there are certain boundaries we have to stay within. You can't like be mean and violent or whatever at work. But right I think we have i think those are so much more flexible and i i want to make sure that my company is really understanding of that because when you really get
0: interesting people together it shouldn't be like
1: just super easy you know what i mean
0: yep yeah yeah i know i absolutely agree i think uh brene brown's dare to lead book does a wonderful job of explaining that especially in the workplace where they actually as a team they define kind of here's what is okay. Like it's okay to make mistakes. It's not okay to um, be disrespectful to each other when we talk about them. And they kind of define these things of like, these are these are our beliefs and how to kind of actually live into them. Um, and she does a wonderful job explaining too of how leaders, especially there's this idea that for some reason we can never make mistakes or never own up to them because maybe people think we're lesser than or maybe our team won't believe in this, us as much. But they do a wonderful case study of all these different leaders who actually admit to their teams when they've done they've made a mistake or something didn't work or they led them down the right path. And those teams actually were harder working and more uh, invested in the leadership and that individual because of their honesty, not despite of it, which I think, to your point, there's this whole anything that is, quote unquote, imperfect about us, we hide it. Uh, but it's actually the people who are willing to be vulnerable and show their whole selves that people connect with and, and work best with, um, I 100% which I think is incredible. agree. And
1: I also think that when you're willing to be a little more walls down with people and show that vulnerability and show that you're here making a decision using the same kind of information and, um, and, and that it may be wrong, you may be wrong, you know, what conclusion you come to, but we're going to figure it out together. But when you're willing to do that, you actually weirdly builds confidence as a leader as well. You know, uh-huh. I, I took this, um, thing called the Harrison test recently. I have a really awesome business, uh, entrepreneur sort of executive coach, but he focuses on founders. And I, oh, this is the cool. first time I've ever done anything like this in my life. And it's really yes. cool. Um, and I took something called the Harrison assessment and, um, and there it's like 150 page, you know, like you get this readout about yourself. That's just really interesting. I oh, yes. you know, I don't know what I think about all of it, but one of the, one of the markers that it said about me, which I thought was very interesting. Was that I scored basically as high as you possibly can? Let's say a nine point eight out of ten on liking myself. <laughs> but <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I know because I'm just like you know. Well, I've been through it. I'm forty six years old. I've been through it. I'm a warrior. Like I've been tested a million times, and that's real resilience. And I think that I trust myself.
0: But that's really. Cool. I also
1: so that can be a dangerous uh, character trait. But I also scored equally as high. Call it even, maybe a, a nine point or a 10 on wanting to get better. So Mm. that idea of like, I love myself because I know myself and I know how I, I I trust that I'm going to get out of whatever trouble I get into. I trust that like, I can be open with my team about why I'm making decisions. I'm not just trying to be the leader and trying to behave in a way that because then that's, that's scary, right? I got to be the leader that people, That's always right. That's like an anxiety-inducing thing. But instead, I can be a real human being with emotions. We're gonna do this together. And and you know what? That wasn't. You're right. That wasn't the right decision. Um, And let's talk about how we can what we can learn from that, so that next time we can use those skills that we just spent a lot of our resources learning. You know what I mean? And so it's always about like let's try to figure out how we can go forward. If you get if you get that forward mentality, you can't not like yourself, because you are who you're going to become. You know what I mean? Who you're becoming. Mm -hmm. And it's all inside of you. It's all about your reflection and the time you're willing to take. And also ask other people about what you
0: can do to make their lives easier and how you can be better for them and being open to that. I love that. I feel like you almost brought tears to my eyes because I feel like you hear people talk about, you know, in, in a good relationship or something, people love your whole self, even the parts of you that are imperfect. And so it's really cool because it sounds like you have that with yourself of like, I know that I'm going to make mistakes sometimes. I know that I'm not going to, you know, like, I know that I'm always learning and that you have a growth mindset and you love that about yourself. Not like, not that that's a bad thing. And so I, th- I think that's yes, but a don't, powerful um, message.
1: Don't get me wrong. I am still even in an organization where I've got amazing people around me who are just incredible thinkers, but a lot of them come from that stoic place too. And it isn't how they think. And so, mm. um, you know, so they would love to see me, um you know, with this sort of uh, like, a, I don't want to say that they want to change too much of me, but I think sometimes it feels that way. It sort of feels like, oh, if I could, if I could just come to work with that sort of stoicism and hold back and not whatever, they'd be really happy with me. And yet at the same time, if I did that, I wouldn't be the person I am and I wouldn't be able to make the ice cream the way I do and whatever. So while I feel like <laughs> is, I'm on the right track, it still feels like um, it still feels like I'm in a world where my idea of the right track is maybe not the one that's accepted, especially in the world of business or in the world of politics or, you know, that kind of stuff. Not that I have any interest in politics, but it's just they're similar in the way that they sort of um, are that sort of point of view or whatever. But anyway, you know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's just I'm willing to be on like this journey with myself and have this, you know, self-discovery and get better. And I feel like I won't be perfect until I'm probably like 99, maybe never, <laughs> um, you know.
0: Yep. I, there's a dr. Carol Dweck uh, she has published the gross growth mindset theory and it's this wonderful idea that we are essentially always learning and can't always be learning and it just kind of makes it like that learning's okay rather than like oh I I had something that I needed to learn and which sometimes I don't know why shame can be associated with learning like a, a learning moment sometimes makes, Shame Can up I so much for people. Dig in there a
1: little bit too because I think it continues to go back to this like stoicism versus like sort of that self, like the answers are in you. The answers are, does this feel good? Did this feel right? Or did it not? The answers, I think a lot of people seek the answers in other people. So then it's like, mm. oh um, Barack Obama wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? And then you feel shame because, well, why would I do that? I must not be as good of a person as him. You know, okay. instead of saying, you know what, that, I broke the speed limit on the highway yesterday. <laughs> that wasn't something that was very nice for me to do, except that there was no one else around and I felt safe. And so there, you know, to be like, I'm like, I, these are, these are actually questions. These are dumb questions I have with
0: myself. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: I'm like, can I, does it make it right if there's nobody around and I can't hurt anybody else if I go 120? <laughs> You know what I mean? And I <laughs> are the questions. conversation with myself, and I trust that, like, if I decide that it's right, it may not be the same decision I would make five years from now or ten years ago. Then I think it's right, and I'm always challenging myself and growing in that way. Like, what does it? How does it make me feel if I really um, push the team here right now? And you know, and I always say, like, you know, these, this is gonna hurt. It's not gonna feel good, but I feel like it's the right thing to do maybe it wasn't and then you go reflect afterward versus like well what would barack obama do at this moment or some of the people that i look up to who who that works for them and they're awesome but like that's where like that sort of um i don't like to base my behavior on on someone else frankly i don't think they're right all the time like i don't think that all of the great books you know that have ever been written i think a lot of that stuff is right because it's taken so many thousands of years to get it all written down and you know (laughs) distilled but i don't think it's always right and i think the only way to challenge that is to look inside and and be connected with how you feel
0: about what you do
1: and to reflect. Mm.
0: Yes. And yeah, yep. And I, and it is fascinating. I'm, I think I'm like having pause right now because I'm noticing how much I probably turn to an outside source or I've noticed lately, especially being in graduate school, I will turn to, well, the research said like, you know, like, well, look, 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 like I can feel this way because, or I've noticed even right now, like with the pandemic if I'm having a day where I don't feel good, I'm like, well, the research said that my brain's going to be confused. So it's okay that I feel this way. And it, I don't know why I can't just say yes. it's okay that I feel it this way. It is okay that you feel that <laughs> way. If you feel yeah. it, it's truth. Yes. Period.
1: And then you can say, what next? Like, and, mm-hmm. and then you can say, did that work? Or did it not work? Did I feel better? Did I not? Um, I don't, like, I, I'm a definitely like a science person, you know, I mean, of course, um, but I don't always, you know, you can, I know because I'm in business, you can make numbers, say whatever you want and including, you know, some sort of, um, some of the like sort of studies and, and so on. And, you know, like one example that I would point to is like, um, I read a lot of books, a lot of studies about entrepreneurship, trying to figure out like, you know, how, how are we teaching young people and inspiring young people and what they will say about like, you know, successful people, successful entrepreneurs is they will like distill the habits that we all have. You know, uh, you know, Jenny's and people like this and much higher people, you know, they're very um, they, they know their values. They know um, they, they work really, really hard. They blah, 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 blah. They're, they're like passionate. They have this sort of one track mind. All, this stuff. all that stuff is true. But what mm-hmm. people don't get to before we get that superhuman ability to do all these things that you can put in your spreadsheet. Before we get that, we've locked into something that feels right to us. Feels right. Right, Bill Gates knew he was in the right place doing what he was doing, and that's why he was able to then become the efficient thinker and doer that he became. Right? If you tried to get yeah. him to do, I don't know, um, I don't know, whatever, you know, something that he didn't, ice cream maybe or something. Although maybe he would be good at ice cream, but whatever, um, he would have sort of maybe shrunken in, in that world. You know, he wouldn't have been that. And and no amount of book saying, hey, you know, Bill Gates, the ice cream maker, I don't know, whatever, Steve Jobs, anybody, and he was highly successful. All you have to do to be good at something you're not good at is all of these habits that highly successful people in quotes have. And I just reject Mm. that. That's that sort of like, no, 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 no. Let's not teach kids this militaristic way of being successful based on some of the habits and characteristics of highly successful people or whatever. Let's look at the motivations because nobody's talking about that. You don't get like, we're not robots. You know what I mean? Like you don't get to be to that level of like action. I mean, think even like LeBron James, one of my favorite humans in the entire world. I look to him. He's just an amazing guy. Right. I don't never met him, but just, mm-hmm. he's a whatever. he didn't do what he did because he read a book on um, stoicism or on how to like behave like a, this thing or whatever. He did what he was passionately driven to do and then became that person. Of course, I'm sure he's had a lot of help and a lot of coaches along the way and all of that. But, you know, I almost feel like if we think more like an artist or an athlete in what what we do, then you get that passion, the why behind the purpose behind it, which then fuels all of the behavior characteristics and traits. But that's when you get into like those studies that when you read studies about how you, yes, it makes sense that we're doing this or whatever. It also just makes sense because it felt right. And in fact, it made more sense that it feels right. And that's where you should spend that. You should focus on that.
0: Yes. And I. it sounds like you're talking a lot about just tapping into... This thing that we all have as human beings, which is feelings, and those feelings are going to be different all the time, which kind of leads me to our recipe of the day. So, on Breaking Bed, we share a food or a drink, something um, with one another, this time virtually. And today, we're actually diving into your newly released flavor, Sunshine, out of our pints uh which I think you've explained it beautifully it I mean I just sat there with tears in my eyes the whole time listening to you it's it was so poetic hearing you talk about what this flavor means but just for people who haven't gotten a chance to listen to that yet can you describe a little bit about what this flavor is and kind of how it talks about this very universal thing that we we all have feelings they're going to be different sometimes but there's the sunny days and there's the cloudy ones
1: yeah, and that gets back to trust, too. So the flavor, you know, trusting yourself and trusting the world and being okay, being vulnerable, and a little bit being on that, like, um, river, you know, you're kind of going down the river versus, like, you're you're the master of the boat or whatever, and you're kind of okay with it. But anyway, the flavor is, um, it's called sunshine, but the flavor itself is gray in color, and it's actually a really beautiful color of gray, too. It is the most beautiful it. gray. It's a gray. So you haven't really had a gray ice cream probably many times in your life especially one that tastes really bright and sunny um it's actually made with buttermilk and buttermilk Ew. that's made for us on a small family um run dairy and uh, of course cream a lot of passion fruit passion fruit just tastes like rays of sunshine anyway and then <laughs> um cold pressed uh, tangerine and lemon oils from the rinds and so it's all about sort of Ew. scent and it's very tart because buttermilk is tart And buttermilk, a lot of people think it's actually very buttery, but it's actually really light. It doesn't have any fat. It's actually almost like a kefir or yogurt in flavor. So it's a very tart. Yeah. So that's what gives it some of that tartness. And then of course, there's cream in there to give it creaminess. And then there's the other things that give it tartness too, the juices and things. Um, but anyway, so it's a gray color. It when you, when you put it on your tongue, it releases because our ice creams are just, I mean, all ice creams are melt made to melt at body temperature, but our ice creams just melt in this really gorgeous way. We don't use stabilizers, um, which are thickeners and ice cream that sort of, um, almost create a barrier between scent and, and your palate. But anyway, so they melt really cleanly and then you can, you get like all of that scent of passion fruit and and tangerine and lemon. And it really tastes sunny. And so the metaphor of course is about resilience. It's about, there may, it may, there may be a dark cloud right now, but the sun's coming. We know that like it's, it'll be here. And so that's Mm -hmm. um, fun. We thought it would be, you know, it's, it's, it's been fun since we released, it's only been a week since we released it, not even. Um, And we thought, gosh, it'd be fun. I mean, a good way to help explain these sort of big topics. And of course, in this moment right now, but the topics of resilience, the topics of um, care for yourself, because you know that the sun is coming eventually. So sometimes you just have to like lock into it and just sit with it for a while, um, mm-hmm. but trusting that you'll, it'll be okay. You know, um, mm-hmm. but to, to explain that to even kids, I think it's been really fun. So it, and, and we could not have, I mean, we didn't know when you and I first talked about this, it was inspired by our conversation. Uh, when did we have that conversation, you and me? When did we meet? Was it?
0: I think it was like a few days after the New Year, like it was yeah. ja- the first week in January or something.
1: So that's right. I knew it was this year. I was thinking, okay, so, um, you know, back then when you and I were having kolaches and, and coffee,
0: how would <laughs> we have so possibly good.
1: ever known we were going to be in this incredible moment when mm-hmm. this flavor came out? But mm-hmm. it turns out it's this really great thing, and people are really responding
0: to it. Yeah, I, you know, I was nervous. I I feel like I always kind of miss these months of awareness and different things that come up. And so for me, being in the mental health space, I was so excited for May to come because it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And so I was really excited for Sunshine to potentially come out. And I thought, oh, gosh, I wonder if all of these different plans and different things that I was excited for, I wonder if they're not going to happen. And What I think has been this incredible thing that I've started to notice is that while we're all in this collective experience together, people have started talking about our emotions a lot more than usual. And we've been putting it out there. And so to be able to not only see sunshine released, but the amount of people that have engaged with it and and felt, like really dug in and felt what it means to feel this cloudy day, but know that sunshine's coming. It's been really moving, but also really encouraging to me that people are willing to have those conversations because... Sometimes I don't hear it talked about very often.
1: Yeah, I I agree. And it's wonderful that we're in this tough time. But um, one of that sort of sunshine moments in this time is that we realize that without each other, we're nothing and that we need to support each other and that that and, you know, that's maybe all we have in life is the love that we have for one another. And so. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm really scared for the future when it comes to how slivered we are in, and fractured we are and how we all think we're, you know, our tiniest nuance of whatever our opinion is, is so important and mm-hmm. that you, that it's so important that you have to like demonize someone else yep. um, because you're not looking at them face to face in a way that you never would if you were in person because you'd be feeling their energy. You would know that they were good, a good person, even if maybe you don't agree about something. Um, but it's so easy to demonize people right now. And like, I'm just feeling like on one hand, really, really excited because we're seeing that, like the, the community really is the most valuable thing we have. And, um, and I think that it will prevail. And I think that that's happening. Um, but also at a time where this is a very difficult, we have a lot of, we have a lot of hills to get up and over. And I think Uh we will, and this is the kind of stuff that's showing that I think, and the way that people responded to this flavor.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, th- I personally, and I think a lot of other people that I've talked to in my space, just want to thank you for the impact you're making um, in this conversation and, and being able to show up and have these conversations through something so beautiful through, through, through ice cream. So thank you.
1: Yes. Well, thank <laughs> you for the inspiration It's these conversations. You know, I thrive off of um, in-person conversations that I have with people yes. in the country. And I, I just did a commencement speech yesterday. And I, the whole speech was about that. And actually, I told your story, our story. Um, oh, awesome! Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'm gonna put it out. They're not gonna it, like record. I recorded it, but um, I'll put it out. I'll put it up when it comes out on the 24th. But um,
0: okay, um,
1: you know. But that's um, important. I think it's just like you know. I have this incredible vantage point of our company or a country that almost no one in America has, probably ever had. I mean, very very few people have been have had the life that I've had. I mean, the last 10 15 years, I've been on the road almost constantly, and I am connected mm. to you know, farmers in rural areas and makers and growers and artists and skateboarders and, you know, presidential candidates and Grammy award winning musicians and all of these incredible people. And um, and I see that every one of them is motivated by love and Uh. they're not motivated by money and fame and cars and all that. But when you look at media and you look at social media, you're seeing such a small part of America, but it's getting outsized attention you know? And so I still mm-hmm. think it's just, it's important to get out. It's important to listen to your community and it's important to seek out relationships like what you and I did when we got to meet and be inspired. And like, now look what's happened. We've inspired literally thousands upon thousands of people. So it's, mm-hmm.
0: it's it
1: is, it's that, uh, I don't know. This is how, I think this is how we fix everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
0: Well, and, and I just, I think it's incredible. Like just knowing you has been so incredible. And I think, I mean, you've certainly changed my life Simply through the fact that I I was like, you know what, I'm going to use my winter break to, to work on my website and blog. I've been meaning to do it for a long time. I'm going to do it. And then you responded to me and you're like, I'd love to get coffee with you. And it was that moment where I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm a crier, me but too. so I got your message and I was like, what? Like Jenny's going to get coffee with me? Like, what? no way. And so... Um, I, and then I think I was like driving you back to the ice cream shop after but like, Jenny Brittenbauer is in my Tiguan with me. Like what is going on? <laughs> and so I just, it, but it was so incredible to see that. And, you know, I, I remember feeling nervous, like, oh my gosh, am I prepared for this conversation? Like, do I need to, like, what do I need to come prepared with? And then it was like, no, I just need to be here with you. Like that mm-hmm. was, you just, it was like, I needed to show up as me and bring me and and you were there with me too. And you brought you and we just got to talk. And so I think that was an incredible moment of like when we put our whole selves out there and are willing to connect with people that resonate with us. Like, from my perspective, being willing to reach out to you because something about you resonated with me. And then it's like the things, the, the right people come together. And so um, I think that was incredible. And I think you've taught me a lot about just being willing to do that. But um, I also want to thank you because that was. I think that's an amazing way that you're willing to connect with so many people.
1: And it's not just about, you know, what you say. I think I, again, I go back to young people. I just feel like, um, you know, I I get a lot of people reaching out, like with a pitch, you know? Um, And mm -hmm. um, and it's not, you know, you can say whatever words you want to say, words are words. So much more of communication is body language and the nuance of facial expressions. And there's this like energy and like, it's not just the words. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't remember anything. It's totally like my Angela. I don't remember one thing that we like said, I just remember that it was so wonderful. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, yes, we wouldn't have gotten that if we, if the conversation had only taken place on Instagram, it would have been fine. And that would have done something. But like, do you know what I mean? It's like, so I just, I just encourage people just to like tune into how you feel. uh, Because if you do, I remember I used to, people don't know. I'm sorry. I'm like going on and on and on, but like, Um, no it's perfect when I was young I um before I got into ice cream I wanted to do makeup for Star Trek I actually wanted to do alien and monster makeup and I was gonna go to um, oh my gosh I was gonna go to Hollywood and and do that and
0: um but in the meantime my father-in-law would be so it's so funny like the biggest Star Trek fan me too me
1: too I mean I think the (laughs) card is like my um my role model is a leader um (laughs) but I I went through the school the first school that I needed to do to get a license to go out and do that and then I decided I was going to go to Um, Ohio State but in the meantime I was doing facials because I was now certified to do that but I remember that like I was really good at it and all of a sudden I started getting all the I started getting booked just like super booked and what I would do is I I would actually like transfer energy through my fingertips this is so stupid I am like such a science person I'm not a meta like a whatever like new agey kind of person really Um, (laughs) but I would really do that and like the idea was to make someone feel really good in my presence you know because you're in a room uh. alone with this person and you can do that in the way that you touch someone and so um, mm-hmm. but when i started ice cream i was so excited about that so excited i mean it was just burning with excitement and by the way i was living out of my car like i was not in a you know i wasn't like you know i didn't even have an apartment at the time um, mm-hmm. but i was so excited about it that i could no longer focus my energy to be like soft and calming that way and so it was like not working. There was something wrong with that. But anyway, it really does make a difference. Yeah. Like it's powerful. So now my energy was forward, go, go. And it still is to this day. But it's also that sort of like pull back sometimes and, um, and just have that. But I just think you can't underestimate that sort of um, your, the power of when you look at someone and make eye contact because you're not just making eye contact. Mm-hmm. You're like making heart contact. It's something. Yes. Happens. So get out with your community. That's the thing.
0: I love that. It reminds me of, uh, and I know different people have different ways that they kind of connect spiritually or religiously. And um, I come from a family that's very religious. And um, it, it wasn't a place that I felt as connected. But I always said, like, when I go to a yoga studio, and the hugs that you get after yoga, that to me is love. And that to me is like, what I want to cultivate in my life. But to your point, it's like, I felt those hugs and I knew that they were real kind of yes. like it was one of, and the, like those energy moments. And yep. I, I absolutely know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I mean, I, am not
1: religious either, or I don't subscribe to any specific religion, but I love going to church um, and watching churches mm. on Facebook and you know, whatever my favorite preacher or um, minister pastor is um, Otis Moss III at Trinity United in, in Chicago. I've never been to his church in person, but I've seen him pre- preach in person. He's amazing. But, um, mm. but I love that. I, one thing I like about actually physically showing up in church is the same thing that you just said, um, which is it doesn't matter who it is there. It, you, you don't have to know anyone in the room. And I usually don't because I don't belong to any church. You mm. love every single one of them. You don't have to ask one mm. question, right? I don't need to know who you are, where you came from, what you do for a living, like what kind of a mother you were, you were or any of that stuff. I love you. And like that mm. is just so powerful. And like sometimes when I walk into church, I'm a crier too. I just, I just can't stop crying i just yes i do
0: that too you know what and i it'll be like i I mean it's been it's been a few years um and but uh, yes i i recognize that anytime i go in there's just this this feeling yep and i don't know what it is but i start crying yes yeah
1: and i'm uh, uh the only the churches that i'm a part of are usually very progressive although my cousins kind of fire and brimstone sort of and i've even been to his church and like you know we're singing like I don't know the blood of the lamb song or whatever, which is very like scary to me, almost religion. <laughs> but even then, yep. I was like, okay, I get this, I get this. You know? Yep,
0: I'm feeling it. Yeah, anyway,
1: but it's the same. It's just you know, it's, it's that sort of it's it's all it's all the same. The reason we do all this stuff is because we're drawn to do that because we're human. That's what humans do, you know. And mm-hmm. so if we're living in a time where we're not only isolated by because phones exist and social media exists, but now we're isolated physically because of the pandemic, we have to work to um, counter that. And so that's just, I just think you can't, you know, just just work to feel how you feel when you're with people and then also work to create this energy that makes other people feel good when they're around you.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. I I remember this was years ago when I was in college. I was on summer break in Omaha, Nebraska, where I grew up. And I went to this little coffee shop in this really cool artsy neighborhood of Omaha. And there was this man in there and and he came out to let me know that the bathroom was open, I believe. But, But then we just got to talking and it was two hours later and he was... He'd been homeless on the streets of New York, and he told me this really beautiful story that kind of aligned with some of my people angel theories and all these things. I won't get into the whole big story, but I remember he looked at me and he said, "Are you a yogi?" And at the time, I'd been doing a lot of yoga, and I said, "Well, yes." And he said that you can always tell a yogi because they walk with their heart forward. And I've never forgotten that because I feel like when I drop my shoulders and I just like I just lead with my heart, it. I feel different and I think that energy affects the people that I'm around too. So totally here we are it walking does. with our hearts forward. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like it. Never more. Important okay. So I have to ask you now the time has come. And um, so each week we also talk about, and what our lights and darks of the week were or in this case maybe our clouds and our sunshine um so I'm curious if you're willing to share what was your your light point of the week and what was your dark point of the week oh my gosh um (laughs) wow um
1: I've had a lot of um dark points this week I've had a kind of a down couple of weeks um Uh. but it's okay like it's it's part of my sort of you know, I think because I'm in my 40s and like I, I, it's part of my normal rhythm, um, mm. and so I had a sort of a blow up at work that uh, you mm. know it was me being a hurricane, which I put in quotes because people, you know, think that, <laughs> that it's just a reputation I don't believe I deserve, and I'm probably wrong about that, but like you know, and it and it and it hurts, you know, it hurts because I feel like i I'm fighting for better and for what we stand for and all that, and then I get this like. Jenny again kind of thing and so really it really got me mm. down this week and some people sort of shut down the conversation that and I felt that that before they before it even really got going and I just felt like that wasn't great and um you know mm. those are the kinds of things that can and you know it's, it's the whole story but it's just like it's you know so we all have I think you know you know I yeah that was tough
0: um, yeah also- well and when you care about people too that I know that kind of stuff sticks with you all week. So it's not like that you have that bad conversation and you feel bummed about it at that time. But when you care about people, that sticks with you. You care about people, and you, the- you
1: know, I and, and it's not about profit or bottom line or all of that stuff. And that's my role in my company. You know that that um, I don't I want to say that and other people in my company think differently because they agree. But you know, it it can be at times a little bit challenging, and that was what happened this week. And you know, it lasts mm-hmm. for a long time, you know, you just, you know, and, and it's me being sort of wanting to defend myself. I don't need to, I do believe that you should embody your philosophies and not explain them. And so, um, you know, but the, ur- ur- <laughs> the urge is to try to explain yourself and you don't need to do that. And I don't need to do that either. And that's just where I'm, that's, I think that's, what's causing the most thing. It's really everybody else in the entire company doesn't even see it as a problem, like a blow up at all. So it's, I'm, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm probably making too much out of it. Um, but you know, <laughs> it's, you know, those little things that can really wear on you. And, um, and we all have them no matter how we make it look on the outside.
0: Yeah. Well, and like we were saying earlier too, it's, I really appreciated what you said about, it doesn't matter what other people thinks, but if it's coming up for you is as something like being able to sit with it and feel it and, and know how you wanna go forward next time. I think that's always a brave thing to do. And it sounds like you're you're doing that, it sounds like. Oh,
1: 100%. And of course I wouldn't change a thing about how I did it. But so then I, <laughs> but I, just need, I need feedback from everybody else. I need I need us to kind of like figure out like how would you have handled it? How would have that, and, and nobody wants to have that conversation with me and it's fine because it's such a minor thing. We have such bigger problems to deal with. So um, all good. I'm just, you know, <laughs> stewing on it a little bit. Um, I <laughs> uh, will talk about my bright point this week, and that okay. was the commencement speech that I got to do at Grandview High School here in Columbus. It's a wonderful high school. It's so a public cool. school. They have 90 graduates. They're just an incredible um, group of people, very, very kind-hearted class. And reading about the class, because I couldn't be with them in person, I asked the principal to send me their photographs and any stories. And so I just literally read about every kid in this class. And so cool. I just... Connected with them or tried to as much as I possibly could without being able to be in person. And I um, and I got to deliver this speech in their high school on their um, stage, you know, in a camera. But that was wonderful. And I'm just I feel like I've kind of adopted this class now and I don't know any of them in person, but I just feel like I'm throwing energy into the air for them because they're amazing.
0: Yes. That's awesome. I'm so excited to hear your speech because like, I really value your, your speaking style. I think you have a wonderful way word with words. So I imagine that it was a very beautiful speech. So I'm excited to hear this recording too.
1: Well, I, was, I don't do formal speeches very often. So sometimes it can be, you know what I mean? Like it's, sometimes it can be like <laughs> your, you know, it can be like my worst speeches, but I, I think this one was pretty, pretty timely. And um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well. Very cool. <laughs> Well, those kids, I bet they really loved that too. So will you get to stay in contact with them or was it kind of just uh, you put the speech out there and you share your energy with them and they're on their way? Yeah. We'll, uh, the the
1: school will put that out on there. They're going to do a whole graduation on the 24th and I'll be a part of that as their speaker. And then, um, and then oh, I okay. always just tell people to reach out to me like this class and, and beyond. So, you know, just give out my email address, com, or, you know, find me on Instagram or whatever as, you know, I just do. And so um, that it'll just, hopefully I'll, I'll be able to kind of find, you know, see them. I also ha- it's it's just one community over. So I happen to know some of the parents and things like that too. So I have a feeling I'll mm-hmm. keep in touch.
0: Awesome. Very cool. All right. Um, I think that I think my dark of the week was I was having a lot of brain fog, and I empathize a little bit with kind of that like holding on to a feeling and then thinking about it a lot thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that for some reason, I don't know what it was this week, but I just, my mind got going really fast, but it was like holding on to all these things and really worrying like, am I communicating about this okay? Like, did I do that okay? Am I showing up here okay? And all that kind of thing. Um, and so I, and I just wanted to kind of like calm the mind and be able to be present. This week was really exciting. Like it was a really good week. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of slow the mind a little bit, but I couldn't, couldn't get it under That's control awesome. I have the trouble way, with so. that too. You know, I didn't realize I
1: was having panic attacks like my entire life until just, I mean, literally this year <laughs> I was like, you know, I, this is like panic attacks. I just, you know, I couldn't decide whether, you know, cause I've always been so excited about everything. I'm so excited about mm-hmm. everything. Like I've been on this adventure and it's been like, Oh, we got to build. We got, Oh, we have this new competition or I'm always excited about stuff. I've always got such adrenaline for everything I'm doing. And then I did realize yes. sometimes I, the adrenaline is there, but there's not the, the like stressor and I can't breathe. And my eyeballs are popping out and my blood pressure is going crazy and my heart's going crazy. And I feel like I'm being chased by a lion and, it's not for reason. But oh, anyway, wow. so um, yes. So I feel you. And I think I'm even even <laughs> as I, we've just had this conversation and I'm in my forties, I'm just now slowing down to connect with this idea that like, that is what's happening. Like I didn't pay uh-huh. attention to it enough, you know, cause I was always on the run. Um. So anyway, but I've been myself in that same place a little bit this week, too swirling with my own emotions. And then like, you know, you let that get the best of you and then, you know, whatever, but Yes, just Mm -hmm. slowing down and counting and doing other things is important. Yep,
0: yep. It is. Well, and it's funny because I'm literally sitting there telling myself, like, this is not productive for me. Like, because I'll, I'll do it over, like, I really want to write. I want to write today. And I get so worked up about writing that I can't productively write. So then I'm thinking, like, it's not, like, I, I don't know why my brain does that to me. Because I'm like, it's not helping me in any way accomplish the goal. But, <laughs> oh oh, well, I don't know. Yes. Figuring out ways to, I like the counting idea. I've also been trying, I think I need to do meditating again, too. Oh, yes. That might help a little bit. <laughs> yes yep um but I think my 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 light of the week was absolutely seeing sunshine launch that was incredible um and just getting I've, I think I read the next morning like all of the comments on the Instagram page and just like cried all over again just seeing all of the beautiful things that people were saying and, and how they were impacted so that was wonderful and today is my dog's first birthday. Oh my gosh. And so we're (laughs) celebrating. So this is good. Yes.
1: That's, that is amazing. That is absolutely, that's so much fun. What kind of a dog do you have?
0: She's like a little terrier schnauzer mix. We don't totally know, but she's like had this crazy story. I kind of just went on a Friday to foster a dog and I called Will and I was like, you need to come to the shelter because I'm probably going to come home with a dog. Like you should come. And he was like, no, no, do what you need to do. So I was like, okay, like final word, like, tell me, no, he's like, no, no, do what you need to do. So anyways, we fostered her. Then she went back Then we found her again. She was supposed to be spoken for by another family. And then we got to, got to officially adopt her. So it was like this crazy story. I cry oh. when I go into details about it, but um, I think she was truly really meant to be our little friend. I have, I have so we're my Joey.
1: <laughs> I had the same thing. I met uh, him. Just I didn't even like dogs before. I didn't understand it at all. And I met him yep. and it was like star-crossed lovers. And I, <laughs> I was in Atlanta oh. and I had to figure out how to get this dog into the hotel with me and oh home on the plane and all this stuff. Like it was ridiculous. I adopted him That's from amazing. the shelter and he's just oh. my buddy. He's my dog.
0: Is he, uh, what kind is he? I feel like I well, He's a
1: dachshund chihuahua, but he looks oh, okay. like a yellow lab, but miniature and a little bit longer. Like he just oh, looks he's, he's yeah. yes, I remember him. Oh my no. god. He's my buddy. Now we have a pug and pugs are weird in the best way.
0: <laughs> my best friend has oh a my- pug. Uh, she was on the podcast last week and she's actually an esthetician. just got her license. So when you're talking oh, about yeah. facial, I was like, This is Jolene. Um but yes, no, she had the pug with her like on their wedding day. Like she just loves Oh my this god, dog. they're so bizarre
1: in the in just in the best way. Like my Joey <laughs> is like a
0: prince. He's like
1: he's like perfect he's just perfect. He's a perfect dog. But pug is literally <laughs> Um, I don't know a clown. He's adorable.
0: Is his name yes. Pug? <laughs> I love it. We didn't That's think amazing. of a name. And we were like, well, Pug's perfect. It? I know he looks like. I mean, because yep. he is a pug. Anyway, it's so funny. Yes, I love it. So cute. That's awesome. Well, I do have. Okay, I feel like we've covered a lot of a lot of the things that I was like, I really want to ask Jenny about this, but I do have a few things just in terms of like connecting ice cream and mental yeah. health. Um. So I was first introduced to kind of like the real joys of ice cream by my therapist, Hannah. I called her and I mean, it was just really one of those darkest of dark days in college. And it was it's a rough time that I was going through. And so I called her and she said, you need to think of what four-year-old Taylor would want. And so it's literally going back to your brain and looking at like trauma and how to comfort something that happened in the past. And so you can, um and, and her recommendations was going to eat ice cream for dinner. And I just loved it. And ever since then, it's been this comfort to me of just like the joy of something as simple as going to get an ice cream cone can be like mean so much. And so I don't know, I'm just curious to hear like, what, how do you see mental health and ice cream as being connected? Well, I,
1: a couple ways. First of all, I did therapy when I was younger too. And similar. Um, for me, it was age seven and I connected with that seven-year-old as well. And I think that it is a good way to sort of remember that you're, you're still that person, that person is still in you and you can talk to that person, um, whether you do it through ice cream or, or whatever it takes a bike ride or whatever, just, you know, you can talk to that person and you can soothe that person, um, you mm-hmm. know, in your, in your psyche or whatever. But I think that ice cream is really cool. One of the reasons I'm drawn to ice cream is that, um, Is that it kind of slows you down and it's almost like a metaphor for life if you think about it so when you you know when when it first hits your tongue it's frozen so you um you know you're almost 100 degrees i mean you're going from like below zero usually to 100 degrees all of a sudden and so it shocks you um your brain is like whoa you know then (laughs) you're like okay i'm in the moment almost shocks you into the moment right and so you come into the moment you're Uh. like wow that's sweet usually you taste the sweetness first you kind of feel the creaminess Um, or, or maybe there's tartness and then you start to sort of develop other things. You'll get a little bit of saltiness as it kind of warms. And as it warms, the ice cream begins to sort of scent the air in your mouth, in your face, really, because there's actually a lot, a lot of air in your nose and in your throat and in your mouth. And the ice cream is going to scent that air, which is going to go straight into your nose, both from the, from behind your mouth and even, you know, in front. I mean, it's just like this whole cloud mm. that sort of almost implements your head or your face. It's so funny. So once you're sort of in the moment, now you're engaged with that. And if you want to listen to it, it's there, right? I always say I like to listen to ice cream, but I, I'm really just picking out the notes and different elements that I'm tasting and then I'm picking up and whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. so the idea that if you don't, you know, if you want to, you can engage with it. It's right there in front of you. And actually, if you don't, it's not going to wait for you. It'll disappear. Forever. Right. So there's this metaphor, too, that's really fun. Like life is in front of you, too. And you can choose to be there with it and look at it and feel it and experience it. Or you can be sort of, you know, absent from it and it continues to melt away, just like ice cream will. And so there is that um, if you can think about that way, now you want to go get ice cream and be like in the moment. It's a way of practicing slowing down and paying attention.
0: Yes. I love that. That was beautiful. Do you do you have any tips for it reminded me of sometimes even like when people talk about wine tasting, you know, like how you can like pick up I'm always like um blackberry like I can't <laughs> I can't pick up like I don't know how to taste it well enough to get all of these different notes out and so the way you just described that there's so many notes within ice cream do you have any tips for us for people who maybe kind of want to practice this mindfulness through picking yeah, up a so pint? How, how can it's you do that? It's different than
1: chocolate and coffee and wines because you're not trying to pick out notes that like the ingredient isn't in there. You know what I mean? You're not looking for like yeah, yeah. top and Sharpie and blackberry <laughs> or whatever. Um, yep. You're looking for tangerine and lemon And passion fruit and buttermilk and yogurt, and it's tart and it's sweet. There are things that you know already. And um, vanilla. And is this vanilla what I expected of the vanilla? Maybe it's a little bit smokier. Maybe it's a little bit heavier. Maybe it's a little bit lighter, more like cotton candy. Do you know what I mean? So these are all things that you're familiar with. You're not, it's not a stretch. You're not trying to, it's not, you know, it's not like trying to look at an artwork and a piece of art and, you know, speak about it. In an intelligent way, <laughs> this is just ice cream. Yes. When does the chocolate hit you? When um, when does the chocolate hit you when it's in ice cream form versus when it's in a chip form? takes a little longer because the chocolate has to melt in a different way. Like you, you can pick up on those and you're always right <laughs> because whatever it is and however it's unfolding to you is basically what everybody else is going to experience too. And so if you kind of link in there, um, you'll find it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And it sounds very unifying too. I think I've, I've heard you talk about how ice cream, I think when we first talked back in January, you described how we're wired for connection. And when somebody walks into one of your scoop shops, that entire experience of your team members handing somebody the perfect cone and getting to share this really moving experience of being present with that ice cream with them uh, is this like beautiful form of connection. So I was wondering if you could describe that a little bit, because I just, I love hearing you talk about yes, that. Yes,
1: well, so our company is a very thoughtful company. And what we think about a lot, or what we want to sort of portray, I guess, is this idea of, yeah, connection, and that we're all connected. And that ice cream exists to bring people together. Everybody's ice cream is bringing people together. It doesn't matter what it is, but can we also embody that idea? So, um can we embody this idea behind the scenes where people don't where our customers won't ever really even see us? Can we bring people together in the fields and in the breweries and distilleries that we work with? Um so that when we hand and all of our companies, so that when we hand a cone over the counter, we're literally handing the work and love and passion of maybe a hundred people to you. Mm -hmm. So that there is an intention in our cones that we're not going to like jam down your throat. It's not a marketing thing, but I know you can feel it even if it's just subtle. I know you can, I I know people pick up on it um, because that's why our company has this, has done what it's done. has this opportunity, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, and anyway, that's Mm -hmm. kind of for us what it's about. It's like, if ice cream exists to bring people together, how can we do this in everything we do? And that started for me at the market when I started I mean I was in the North market which is our indoor public market it has a big farmers market every Saturday and um, I had a mm-hmm. little shop there for like I st- we still have a shop there but I was in the market for at least at least 10 years I worked in the market oh, cool. and so every day and so that all came from there where I learned that sense of community I learned when we're all when we all work hard and trust each other that we make better stuff it just that. And so mm-hmm. we just kind of grew a company from that from that ethos, I guess, and um, and that's what it means to us. So one cone, which is fun, and it'll slow you down and give you, you know, stop you in your tracks and give you that moment. Um, but also, you can go. You're really being sort of
0: connected to a whole bunch of people who um, who care. Hmm. Well, in a time when we, a lot of people can feel really. Uh, and physically distanced from people. I think that's also beautiful is not only are you slowing down to connect with yourself and just be with this ice cream, but, but you can also feel that connection with so many people. Oh,
1: totally. I'm going to write a blog post about that. That's great. (laughs) 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 No, but it's really true. You know, when you eat our ice cream, you could part of that mindful sort of almost ice cream meditation, if you want, um, which I've been sort of doing online. It's so funny just eating ice cream. Um, but is that, it connects you with other human beings who cared about how that came to life. Mm
0: -hmm. I love that.
1: Yeah. At a time when we can't really
0: do that. Yeah. Well, and I've loved getting to to share my pint with you. I actually, as you were talking and explaining how to do it, I was, my has actually started to melt a bit while I'm sitting here. And so I was just trying some of the, the bottom bits of my first sunshine pint and it was amazing. Like, it was beautiful to try and do it while you were talking and just to taste each flavor and, and my sprinkles on there Yeah, too. it's funny. I, um,
1: yeah, I've been done with mine for a little while now. <laughs> I, so now I've officially <laughs> eaten an entire pint of this flavor this week because I had two little scoops out of it earlier. And then that was the one that I just sat here and ate, um, basically finished.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, I just finished my first pint with Perfect. you too. I literally was just planning. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go back to the store today and get more. We we have to have it. Yes,
1: get stock up, and then you'll be the only one with it in a month.
0: <laughs> yes, that's true. I know. I feel like uh-huh. I need to hoard it or something, or figure out how to make it we're myself. Deciding I'm, we're deciding whether we're going to be able to make another
1: batch. I mean, because it takes us a while to source all these ingredients and everything, um, so it's not it's something we can do immediately. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, whenever we do this, that means something else has to get put on hold. So we're actually putting that thought into okay. it right now to see if we can do this.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I think that says a lot about how much people are loving this. So that's exciting. Yeah. I love that. Very cool. <laughs> Well, okay. so each time um, we also so one of the things um, kind of similarly with food and and similar to when you come into Jenny's, you're going to leave with some goodness. Um, Our good friends, whenever we go to their house for dinner, they always pack us up like a little to go box to go home with them. And um, I want this podcast to feel like people are coming over for food and and drink and sharing together. And so I kind of want to send people out the door with that warmth, too. Um, And so I think, and it's funny, actually, one of the things that I had written down was after looking at all of your Instagram comments and things, so many people talking about, it was almost like listening to a meditation. And so that was going to be my take home tip. And then you just walked through it. So it was perfect. Um, But I think definitely this week, I think people could maybe go grab your pint of sunshine uh, or one of your other flavors and then just sit and and kind of walk through that you could even listen back to what you just said on the podcast and just think about the flavors and feel the feel the temperature on your tongue and um, think about all of the different people that came together to make that and, and just maybe feel a little bit of yep. a connection. And just
1: to continue on with the whole rest of our discussion, if you feel it, it's true. And so if you mm. feel it, it's true. Sit with that for a moment and then decide what you want to do next, you know?
0: Mm, I love it. And walk walk, walk your heart yes. forward. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jenny. I'm so excited to get to share this conversation with people. Is there anything else that, that you want to say that I feel like that was beautiful Not style? that I can think of. <laughs> All right. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much. I'm cheersing you with my, my next cone that I'm going to have this afternoon. Well, thank you
1: so much.
0: It's so good to talk to you. It's good oh, to talk to touch. you too. <laughs> That sounds good. Sending Yay, some sunshine your way.
1: I need it. It's cloudy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Same here. Yes, we have a big oh, we storm do rolling All in. Right. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right, Thank you so much. Thank you, Jenny. You have too. a great evening.
1: Bye-bye. Thanks.